2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, April 26, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley, and I look forward to doing this podcast every day. I enjoy answering your questions. As long as they're financial in nature, I enjoy them. I don't like any other kinds of questions on this show, it's just not suitable. But I also let you decide what questions you want to ask and take the show where you want to go, as long as they're financial. We'll go there. I have no hidden agenda. I'm not trying to push anything on you. I don't do that. And of course, and I said, you 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 push the show where you want to based on your questions. So if you want to talk about individual stocks, we'll talk about individual stocks. You want to talk about the economy, we'll talk about the economy. You want to talk about insurance, I'll talk about insurance. Anything financial is open to you. And today's investing situation is pretty different than what we've had in the last several decades. Have you noticed tech stocks ain't working this thing They're they're doing pretty poorly. One of the worst starts of a tech tech industry in decades. So uh, it's gonna. I still think it's gonna be kind of ugly. It had earnings from Microsoft and Google after hours. Microsoft beat expectations pretty much straight down the line. Google not so much. So we'll see how that affects. These are two huge companies, so, you know, they're, they're pretty much telling you between the two of them where tech will go, okay? Uh, so in today's investing situation, as I said, is extremely different, and it's going to stay that way. It's just not going to go back to what you were used to. High growth stocks and where, you know, the FANG stocks, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google. Netflix got crushed and it's going to continue to get crushed. I wouldn't say it around Netflix. Okay. You got to put the odds in your favor, everybody, and growing your money. It's important to grow your money. So that's what this show is about, answering your questions to help you decide what to do with your money. So you got to get to that financial freedom number, whatever that is in your head. And, of course, the volatility that we're dealing with not only causes a lot of anxiety, but it also will set up great opportunities. When those opportunities, when do you take advantage of them? Of course, that's always a difficult question. The Russia-Ukraine war is still continuing. There's no end in sight yet. So, do you think traders have been, have adjusted to the uncertainty of that war? Have they absorbed inflation concerns, or have they absorbed the concerns that the Fed is going to raise rates pretty strongly this year? How strongly? Well, they say you know six, seven, eight times. I saw an article. One of the big money houses said they think up to eleven times. I'm not buying that. You know, trying to remember some of these big houses and these big, big claims by them, these outlandish claims, or, you know, where you think, oh, is that going to happen? Like the call of $200 a barrel oil. That's not going to happen anytime soon. It could happen, but not not this year, I don't think. I think we might have seen this peak. What was it, 115, 120? I don't remember exactly. We might have seen the peak oil. We may have seen it for this year. Doesn't mean it can't get higher. That's obviously possible. We're talking about probabilities, though. So I will tell you this. I will give you assurances that all our market reporting, all our process explanations, all our educational segments, all going to be done with no bias one way or another, and it will be at what our opinions are based on what we know. We don't buy data or information. I take that back. We buy data, but we don't buy opinions. We don't. We come up with our own. So I encourage you to contact me right now with your investment questions. Yes, you get to shape the show as I said. In fact, you can call right now. We're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Every Monday through Friday, we're live. So get your questions in. Either way, the number never changes. 888-99-CHART- 888-992-4278. 888-992-4278. So let's get right to our first listener line question. Hi,
3: Justin. Hi, Steve. This is Charles from Fort Lee, New Jersey. I'm wondering if you could please comment on QuantumScape and Playboy. QuantumScape, QS, Playboy, PLBY, they've both taken a pretty bad hit. Do you think it's time maybe to get in now? Thank you.
2: Well, I like QuantumScape. I will say that a QS is the symbol. I'm not keen uh, on Playboy anymore. I'm just not. It's just not my cup of tea. It really was never my cup of tea, to be honest. I I thought they had a great brand, and I thought they should have ran up, and they did. But we didn't take advantage of it when it peaked. We did not, and now we're suffering for it, and our clients are suffering. Now I'm suffering for it. Uh, so, but I'm not keen on getting into Playboy anymore. I wouldn't buy it. I just don't like it that much anymore, as much as I did. But I still like QuantaScape. But remember, that is a huge risk because of the battery technology. You know, they're developing next-generation solid-state lithium-metal batteries for the use in electric vehicles. They say they have the solution. They've done many tests and have in many independent tests, which confirm that they do. That doesn't mean they're going to be successful. Even though their batteries look like they do what they say they're gonna do. Because now you gotta ramp up production and that's gonna take a couple of years. And first you gotta ramp up production enough to run tests on real time, real cars, real life. See if it really does work in the real world. But I do like their technology and I do like the company as a very high risk potential. And it's a very low price right now. It's fourteen dollars and thirty eight cents. Can it go lower? Sure. Yeah, everybody, you know, no one can, I don't, I, I can just tell you that they don't have earnings, they don't have sales. It's all on speculation. Right? So, yeah, you can go down to two. You can go to zero. You can. This is a low, it's, it's range that it's been in a while, but it certainly can go further. My focus point today is based on the story oil is falling and analysts are backing off super high predictions. And they predicted way to excess of $200 a barrel. So oil dropped to below, what, 98 a barrel now? So why? You know, it's a very simple thing. If you can learn one thing about high prices, the one thing that solves high prices for things is high prices. The higher the price, the more likely the high price will solve itself and come way down. (laughs) You know, that's what happens because they dry up demand. No one can afford it. Depends on how high high is. Interesting. Other topics. Uh, Signs of a strong economy. I got three little signs that we'll talk about. Uh, Earnings, 80% have beaten expectations. The ones that have been reported so far, 80% of those companies have beaten their expectations. Now what? And finally, China is on its own trying to to solve its own economic malaise. They're on their own. No one else is going to be able to help them. Uh, no one can come to the rescue. They can't, like, you know, sell more exports, and no, well, not going to happen. They're on their own if they want to improve their economy. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Those are the things I would like to talk about. The market went down again, pretty big. Remember, it was up yesterday. Down most of the day and then came up at the very end of yesterday. But today, it was all kind of downhill and further, more down, more down, more down, most of the day. And the Dow was down 809 points. The Nasdaq down 514 points. And the S&P 500 down 120 points. Bad day all the way around for the market. So, are we in a bear market? Not by definition yet. We're not will we be in a down bear market? Um, it's very possible. I mean, it's very possible. So, so we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll be watching carefully. You know, I always watch carefully, of course. You know what what would give us a good signal that the market has finally finished with its downstroke? Exhaustive sell-off. Now, you'll say, well, wait a minute, we've been having some pretty big sell-offs here, which today is one of them, but they're not exhaustive. Well, how do I, what do I mean by exhaustive? I mean with a spike, huge spike in volume where a lot of people just give up and throw in the towel. Exhaustive sell-off. We haven't had that. Not look like we're, not look like we're had, had it yet, even though with these big recent down days. Nope. We had more volume not that many months ago on a down day. So, no, not there. Not yet. But I still think the market's going to fall. Remember, we've only had one increase of the Fed fund rate, and that was a quarter point. The Fed is so far behind. It amazes me how behind they get. And it's their own fault. I thought there were smart people up there. They're not very smart. Anyways, <laughs> we have good news for Invest Talk listeners that enjoy hearing unbiased answers to caller questions at a faster pace. We have just posted our all new April Rapid Fire Hour with 30 caller questions. It's available now as a free podcast download. So please tell your friends about the Invest Talk Rapid Fire podcast. Free, free. Not everything's free. All of them. Everything's free. And now the Invest Talk phone lines are open. Call 888 99Chart.
0: The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes. I have a question for you about Amazon. So your questions keep coming. I have a question about PE ratios. And that's okay because Steve Peasley and Justin Klein specialize in unbiased guidance.
2: If I'm looking at a dividend company, I'm looking for consistency of earnings and dividends. Your standard daily chart typically goes back one year.
0: No question is too simple. I wanted to ask about Teladoc. And each question is an important part of the podcast. My wife has a role over 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. Steve and Justin are fearless.
2: That's fairly inexpensive for this kind of explosive growth. The
1: problem here is that you're picking a leveraged ETF.
0: Tell your friends and family members about InvestTalk. You've been instrumental in my understanding how this market works. Don't forget to call InvestTalk. 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck, because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Duncan from New York. Again, thank you for all that you do. I have a quick question about a stock Medpace Ticker is M-E-D-P. It's been going south just recently. I've been
2: having an eye on it for a while.
0: They've had great earnings and the return of equity on FinFiz says that they are twenty percent and their price per earnings right now is about thirty. I think you guys said that the average P E for a value stock or something like this would be between a fifteen and a twenty. Just uh trying to learn exactly when to get in and if you could just like educate me on what a good uh, entry point is for this or even if it's a good stock play for this environment right now thank you very much have a good day bye
2: yeah just trying to remember the average p.e. really depends on the industry as well not just you know the p.e. per se because the s&p 500 average p.e. over a long period of time is like 15 16 uh, but if you talk about tech or if you talk about, you know, iron ore, steel companies, mining companies, it's way, way lower than tech. So it always depends. And here you're talking about MedPace Holdings provides outsourced, uh, outsourced clinical development services to biotech, biotechnology pharmaceutical medical device industries. So uh, it's a $4.6 billion company, so a mid-cap. It has made money, growing its money pretty steady. Earnings pretty steady over the years. Five sixty one this year, $5.61 per share this year. That's 17% higher than last year. And then another 13% growth next year of earnings per share, $6.34. And sales growth, by most recent quarter, March quarter, uh, 22, 27%. December quarter was 19. September quarter last year twenty-two. So, you know, these it's a very healthy company. And then, and over the last several years, it's done nothing but march up. Okay, so now it's coming back down. How far down? It's it got as high as or almost two hundred and thirty points. Now it's 132. What's it worth? Well, it's gonna make six dollars and thirty-four cents. So it's the average PE over the years, the lowest it's had in five years is 17th. So if it took $6.34 and multiply that times 17, and you should get a low of about $108. And remember, it's 132. So that's its low it should go to. And then looking at a chart, there's a lots of support right around 115. So I, I'd wait. I wouldn't be in a rush to buy it. Good company, though. Very good company. We're moving into a break. Don't go anywhere. I'm here and taking your calls live here on InvestOk 888-99-CHART.
0: For investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations. you found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed Invest Talk. Steve and Justin welcome your questions anytime on the Invest Talk listener line, 888 99 chart.
2: 888 992 4278. That's my call, my number. The number you can call anytime you want. My focus point today, based on a story oil is falling and analysts are backing off super high predictions. Now I wrote a book some time ago and one of the things one of the one of the key statements I make there is experts are always wrong. And this is an example. I mean smart people Goldman Sachs and you know Wells Fargo all those analysts were saying oil oh, is going to $200 a barrel when uh, when the war broke out and sanctions against Russia, Oh, it's going to $200 a barrel, inflation is crazy. So okay, now they're backing off. Oil's at ninety-eight dollars a barrel. That's still not cheap, by the way. It was in the sixties for many years here in recent history, but it, it shot up what $115, 120? fifteen, one hundred twenty. I'm not even sure I remember where it was. One hundred, uh, you know, per barrel doesn't really matter. And I on this radio said, no, it's probably not going to two hundred. It's probably you know, it's going up, but it's, you know, I don't think it's going to go anywhere near two hundred. And I've said many times, and this is an article that proves it: that the um, the cure for high prices is high prices, where demand starts to fall off. Now you combine the prices uh, falling off because demand is slowing down with the big elephant in the room, China, which has you know now contemplating shutting down more, making that Beijing citizens test for COVID with a threat of shutting down Beijing after they already shut down Shanghai because of COVID. What do you think that does to demand of oil? It shoots it straight down, and the oil demand goes... And remember, China is huge, like us. We, we, the U.S., we have oil. We have plenty of oil for ourselves. We do. Now it's a question of political will to get to it exported and refining and all that stuff but we have plenty of oil on the on the same time demand for oil in the united states as gasoline especially is going down going down last several years going down and it's going to continue to go down but you still need oil and you're going to oil demand worldwide will grow for the next decade not in the u.s but other parts of the world so this is talking about this article talking about, you know, that China is a big elephant in the room as far as dropping demand. If that's the fear, anyways, they have not shut down China, uh, China Beijing. They have not, but they've had three days of testing. They've, you know, they they have stated that they're they're going to shut everything down for three days to test all their citizens. Well, what if they find more? Their their solution is not. Okay, try to treat the people that are vulnerable, but keep your economy open. Theirs is much more draconian. Shut it down. Shut down everything for a few weeks, which has been in recent studies out really doesn't solve the problem. It produces other problems uh, that are just as bad or can be worse. So it really doesn't solve the problem, but Beijing, you know, they're, remember they're a communist country; they like to dictate to what the people have to do. And here in the United States, we're a bunch of uh, independent people; <laughs> we'd like to not be told what to do, which is how America got so strong in the first place. Anyways, um, so that's what's happening. Okay, so let's go back to the voice bank. Take another question, okay? Hey Steve, Justin. This is Tyler from Ohio.
1: I just had a question about stock. T Row Price, ticker symbol, T R
2: O W. Stock looks really good to me. I mean, they look like they're continuously growing their earnings and revenues. Stuff. So I just wanted to get you guys opinion on it. And um do you think this is a good time to get
1: in or should I wait a little while? Thanks, guys. Just let me know.
2: Okay, T Row Price Group provides investment advisory services to individuals and institutions, investors worldwide. You know, big started out big mutual fund company, uh, but you know they're big and they're growing. They're growing very steady, t- t- between low teens to uh, low twenties on average for the last year, year and a half. Uh, earnings this year are going to be a little less than the last year. Last year they earned twelve dollars and seventy five cents. The estimate for this year is eleven thirty five, and then back up to eleven ninety eight next year. It's a hundred thirty one dollar stock. So it tells you it's what? About 13, 14 PE. Their range is 10 to 20. So it's a little bit lower than halfway of its range. Trend equity is very good at 36%. Cash flow is very strong at $13.94. Mutual funds are neither buying nor selling in the last year. Uh, management owns 1%. So it's a strong company. You want to buy on weakness, which is where it is now. It pays a 3.7% dividend. And that's one of the main reasons you're going to buy it. If it holds, you need to wait to see if it holds $130. If it holds, it starts up, that'd be a good place to buy it. But I don't think it's going to hold. I don't. I really don't. Inflation eventually affects almost everything and everyone. One area where inflation is immediately evident is the price of gasoline. So I thought it might be constructed to put things in perspective. So as we go to break, here are my two-part trivia question. According to AAA... The average price of gas in the U.S. today is $4.13 per gallon. But looking back, in time, do you know what the price was in 1978? And for adjusting for inflation, which year since 1978 had the highest average price? At the break, I'll give you the answer, 888-99-CHART.
1: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's H A C K E R O N E.com. HackerOne.com.
0: This is Invest Talk. For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call
2: 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I gave you my trivia question. According to AAA, the average price of gasoline in the United States today is $4.13 per gallon. Well, not here in California, just so you know. We're still in high $5, and I've seen as high as over 6 But looking back in time, do you know what the price was in 1978? So the average is $4.13 now. And after adjusting for inflation, which year since 1978 had the highest average price? First, gas prices increased 18% in March and briefly topped briefly top $6 per gallon in some parts of the country. That's your Southern California. If you live in California, you know, you know the pain. So here the, uh, here the number. 1978 gas was $0.65 cents per gallon. And, and if you adjust inflation, it's two ninety nine. After adjusting for inflation, the highest average gas price is $4.69 back in 2012. $4.69. Remember, anyway, it's $4.13 now. So here are some of the other prices from specific years. 81, 1981, $1.35. $4.46. Now remember that was during the um uh, shutdown of uh, exports from the Middle East. Probably well, don't remember that. That's too that's too long ago. Uh 1988, 96 cents per gallon, 96 cents per gallon or $2.39. 1992, $1.19 or $2.66. 2020, $2.24 dollars 24 cents. But two fifty dollars inflation adjusted. So those are some of the numbers. Give you an idea how much it costs. If you really sit back and look at it, you, and you say, well, geez, 5 $6 a gallon, that's a lot of money. How much does it cost for other things? I mean... You know, when oil, when gasoline was a dollar, two dollars a gallon, I'm thinking, man, you know, I, I, you could pay for water more than that. Today, not so much. <laughs> okay, let's squeeze in another voice bank question from eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Brandon in DC,
0: um, looking for your thoughts on Meritage Homes Corp. ticker MTH. Um, just considering the rising mortgage rates, I'm just wondering if this a decent stock. So I'll look forward to listening on the podcast. Thank you.
2: Oh, it's a great company. There's nothing wrong with the company whatsoever. Okay. It builds single family detached homes for a first and second time move up buyers in central, western, eastern design regions of the United States. They're going to make $24.38 this year. That's 26% more than last year than 2436 down a couple of pennies next year. And the dollar is $80.96. Why is it so cheap? You're looking at a 4 PE, a 3 plus PE, and that's a five-year low on its range. Why is it so cheap? answer is really, really, really simple. Return equity, by the way, is 27%. Great. Great cash flow. All the numbers look great. But obviously, the answer is increasing mortgage rates. And the Federal Reserve plan on increasing the Fed's fund rate, more, which will affect the 10-year Treasury, will affect the mortgage rates and everything going higher. So investors are avoiding builders and getting out. I would not buy. You're in the wrong time of the cycle. Wrong time of the cycle. You want to buy this at the depths of a recession. That's when And If the Fed does what it wants to do, it does what it says it's going to do. And by the way, I don't think they will. But if they do, we are definitely going to recession. There will be no soft landing. They say they want a soft landing, but they're talking really, really tough now. That might be talk. I don't trust the Fed far as I can throw any one of those members in. I tell you, I can't throw any of them very far. Because the Fed will change on a dime. The Fed should have been increasing rates slowly uh, well over a year ago. But they said inflation was transitory. We don't have to worry about it. It's transitory. Yeah, right. Go back and listen to some of our shows back then, and you'll say you'll hear me and Justin saying, you know, inflation is a problem. Inflation is a problem. The Fed needs to start doing something about it. And they wouldn't. And they didn't. Now they're way behind, and they want to catch up. Uh-huh. See how that works out. Signs of a strong economy. Now you got to separate your your stock market from your economy because the economy so far is not showing signs of recession, not showing signs of slowing down. Actually, still doing quite well. And there's here's three signs that tell you point to that fact. Malls are pretty darn busy for malls. Remember, the the internet is destroying mall traffic, but for in the recent times, they're busy right now. Go to your local mall. You'll see a much bigger, busier traffic, more people. America Express, okay, 30% increase in volume in the most recent quarter. 30% increase. If American Express is shipping stuff around more and more and more, and we're not talking about Amazon. Amazon is doing a heck of a lot more than business than America Express, but... The American Express increased to thirty percent in the most recent quarter. That's huge, and travel has skyrocketed. Travel, you're finally getting some of the uh, airlines going to make money this year after they've been clobbered. But sky, have you been trying to? I, I, have you tried to look at airline airline prices? Have you seen what they do? You know, they, they're super high. My wife was going to visit some relatives for a concert. With one of our nieces. Uh, up in Washington State, and usually it's a two, $300 flight, they wanted $700 to $900 for the flight. If they can get that, that's two, three, four times what they used to get. So, and people must be it. So those are signs of the economy still pretty strong. Now, don't misunderstand me. Right now, it's pretty strong. But if the Fed keeps doing what it wants to do, it will roll over. They will. They will and can push us into recession. They will say they don't want to. They will say that that they're going to try for a soft landing. But how many out there, hold up your hands, believe the Fed? <laughs> remember remember uh, my book. My, my book says, and I'm not pushing it, but I'm just selling it. It's the title is above average investor for the average above Value average investing for the average investor, and one of the main things, one of the main themes I'm in there is that and, and experts are always wrong. Think for yourself. Okay. Here's a question that came in as part of an iTunes review. You know we do that. This is from the Puma Fifty One uh, Dov is the symbol. I'm curious about your thoughts. On the ticker symbol DOV, it's been on a dip for the last few months. I was wondering whether you like this type of stock in this type of market environment. So when I type in DOV. I think I looked that up today for somebody else. Yeah, Dover Corporation. manufacturer specialized industrial products, equipments, components, specialty systems, and support services. A $20 billion company, <clears throat> paying 1.4% dividend, growing 10 15% in sales every quarter. Uh, it's going to make $8.54 $8. a share this year. to twelve. That's a 12% increase and another 10% increase next year. And it's $139 stock. Pays a 1.4% dividend, and it should be paying more than that, by the way. Return equity is uh, 29%, which is very good. Mutual funds are buying it and have been buying it. And mutual funds own about 55%. So, do I like this stock? Um, Like many other stocks, this has ran up really nice. Industrial company ran up really nice for a long time to $184. Now it's down to $139. I'm thinking it's going to come down more. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets down to about 115, 118, somewhere down there. I would rather see you buy it then. It's a good, solid company. Nothing wrong with it. But don't be too anxious getting into any of these stocks. No. Okay? So, uh, I think it's worth taking a minute or two. As you know, I talk about it every year. It's a... Fairly new part of the new year. I mean, it's only in April, right? And we still got quite a few more months left in the year. I want to talk about uh, KPP Financial. We're located in Irvine, California, which is in Orange County in Southern California. And I want to remind you that here on Invest Talk and at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and share success. But what does that really mean? Well... That one thing is we're independent. We give you unbiased guidance. We don't buy our guidance or are beholden to some big company. We're not, you know, one of the big money houses. We don't have any ties. Next thing we do is something different, parallel investing. We, what we call parallel investing means I and Justin buy the same thing for our clients we do for ourselves. Same price, same percentage, so that we're on the same side of the table as you are. Okay. Um, And you know we have different investment strategies. I encourage you to take advantage of our offer to take a look at the strategy you are you are participating in your current portfolio. Oh, you don't have a strategy? You should. I saw a portfolio just today. I'm thinking this person's going to lose every dime they have. They're not going to, and they have over. They're on margin. They're doing things they should not do, and they've loaded up uh, almost half their portfolio, one stock, one risky stock, things that a good money manager would never do. And this guy thinks there's no problem. So take a look at your portfolio and then understanding the risk you're taking and then understand how much risk you want to take. It's part of the process. You need to know that. We need to know that. You need to know that. And if we can manage it for you and you think we're a fit, fine. We're good. We want to manage your money. But we're here to help. We really want to help and we'll help you. But you don't have to become a client. We'll help you. Some people you can't help, some people, many people you can't. Next up, we'll get we'll get uh, we will go back to the Vestal Voice Bank. Remember, the phone lines are always open. eight 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 ninety nine chart.
1: Hey guys, just wanted to get your thoughts on Alphabet Inc. Class A, ticker
0: symbol G-O-O-G-L. The stock's down about 17% off of its high. I know this is one of the big players in the game. I know there's a stock split coming up for this one as well as Amazon. Just wanted to get your thoughts on a long-term hold for this, looking at about 20, 30 years. Thanks. Love what you guys do.
2: It's a great company, G-O-O-G, Google. If you don't know what Google does, you you, uh, you must be living in a basement somewhere all your life prov- with no power. Provides online search, internet, and all that stuff. It had earnings reported after hours today, and they weren't that great. Microsoft also reported earnings, and they were pretty good. Beat expectations, but Google, not so much. So I think you're going to have a little downstroke on Google tomorrow. Again, I think there's no rush to get into Tech stocks. There is no rush. In other words, let's see where it stops falling. See where all these tech companies stop falling. Google just recently fell below $2,500 a share to $2,390. And that was support, strong support. So where's it going to go now? Well, I'm thinking $2,150, dollars $2, 100 i remember you're gonna have a five i think it was was it a 20 for one split something like that yeah and that's like coming in june okay so we'll see what that does but you know i, I just think you're, you're too early to get the pickup thinking it's cheap it's not cheap yet not it's no longer expensive but it's not cheap so just be patient that's been another iTunes question. Will Colorado? Um, he says, "I like your opinion on AMRK. AMRK. Let's see who that is. A Mark Precious Metals. Uh, got in at fifty-two dollars a share. Has been doing well. The fundamentals still look fairly strong. A negative net cash flow recently. I am a riskier investor. Just want to know if I should start." Trimming currently about eight percent off of my portfolio. Okay, Amark, it's a full. Ser- it's a, it's a small company, eight hundred sixty-four million. Full service precious metal trading company offering gold, silver, platinum, palladium for storage and delivery. It's been growing pretty strong. Sales, earnings are going to be down this year almost fifty percent, only because it had a real spike last year of seventeen dollars a share. Before that was four dollars a share. It's very erratic in its earnings. This year it's going to be nine dollars a share. Next year seven dollars a share. So I would take. Be, I would start to think to take some profits off the table. If I were you, I would think the time to take some profits off the table. Do I think gold and silver are going to go higher? Probably. But I still think it's time to take some of the profits off the table. Knock it out, but take some of them off the table. Just makes sense. This is Invest Talk. Paul from San Francisco. I want you to hang on if you don't mind. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom, whatever that means to you. And of course, the work will continue after this break. So get your questions in now. 888 99 Chart.
0: This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. Eight 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 ninety nine
2: chart Eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. Let's talk to Paul in San Francisco on KDOW. Hi, Paul.
0: Hi, Steve. So I have a question around CLF, Cleveland yes. Cliffs. Yes. Um, recently, they came out with a great earnings, but then stock tank. Yep. So I just want to know what is your your thought? Um, if it's going to go any down any further, further, or it's going to go up?
2: I think it's going down. Okay, now, there's nothing wrong with the company. Don't misunderstand that I think the company's terrible. It's not. It's a great company. Cleveland Cliffs, what does it do? It it produces flat-rolled steel supply of iron ore pellets in North America. It's a $14 billion company. 87% return on equity, which is very good. P.E. is really low, uh, about 4 okay, and the stock is a $26 stock. Their earnings this year is going to be $5.95, which is about 2% higher than last year. But next year, it's going to go down to $3.70. Why is it going down to $3.70? Sales are starting to fall off. Okay? And the estimate is, is, is anticipating higher interest rates, slower economy. And this is a very cyclical stock. So their anticipation is going to go down. I, if I owned it, I would take my profits if I have any, at least half or all of them at this point. If um, um, I would not take a new position, not until it got down to maybe, oh, I'm saying maybe about 16, 15, 16. That's where I'd be a buyer if I wanted to buy it back. But that depends Thank on you the so Fed. Much. No problem. Appreciate the call, Paul. Thank you. It will depend on the Fed. How strident are they going to be raising rates? Because they're going to destroy. They continue to do it. Remember, they only raised them one time of quarter percent. And look what's happening in the economy. It's still doing very strong, but mortgage rates are now over 5% from 3% to 5%. They only raised it one quarter, one point. Now, of course, a lot of the next move by them is already built in. People know that they're going to continue raising rates. But... If they are so strident about raising rates, that could destroy the economy. They say they want to engineer a soft landing, but they always say that. Always say that. But maybe they are engineering by talking tough now, but not acting as tough down the road. That's very possible. Fed's done that many times. Talk in one way and, you know, a, a certain period of time and then change. Yeah, no, it could happen. I think it's going to happen. If you want to know the truth, I really do, because <laughs> they're doing a lot of damage already with just what they're saying and what they've done. Remember, only they only raised it a quarter point, quarter a percent. That's nothing, nothing. <laughs> they really would like to get the rates up to the. This is we're talking about the Fed's fund rates. So it's at a quarter percent now. They'd like to get up to two percent, two and a quarter percent, somewhere in that range. Well, if they do it a quarter percent of time, you can see how many times it would take them. So, they're not going to do it a quarter percent of time. They're probably going to do a half percent next, next meeting, which is the 5th, I think, 4th and 5th of May. After that meeting, I could see a half percent increase, maybe even three quarters. If they did the three quarters, that would get them up to 1%, a little, about halfway to their goal. But I don't think they're going to get to their goal. I think they'll realize what damage they're doing to the economy and stop. But maybe maybe they're smarter than me. That's very possible. Probable. <laughs> you know? So I'm not pretending I know everything. I do not. I know some things. Okay, um... So about 80% of all the companies have beaten their earnings expectations. And this next week coming is going to be the busiest earnings week for this last quarter. So we're going to get a lot of a lot of earnings reports next week which could push the market okay? Push the market up or down. Okay? So but there's still a lot of headwinds. You got the inflation, you got the Fed, you got China lockdowns, uh, you know, so there's still a lot of headwinds, but earnings are, you know, it's really look what they the CEOs say about next quarter. The quarter after That's what you're looking for, looking at, to give you some guidance. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another out program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us. It's a free podcast. A download free. Get your downloads anytime at iTunes, Google Play, and or Spotify. And independent thinking, share success, everybody. This is Invest Talk. Have a great night.
3: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities.